You are listening to The Exchange by Evolution, a melting pot of ideas and inspirations shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the APAC region. I am Perli, Associate Consultant with Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and I help connect businesses with top tech talents. And today, I am your host. Welcome to another installment of our podcast. On today's podcast, we will be discussing the topic of innovation in artificial intelligence. I'm delighted to be joined by three thought leaders within the data space. First, we have Nanhe, AI Chief Data Scientist at Golfnet. Secondly, we have Jet, Jetin Solanki, CEO and founder of DQ. And lastly, Urvesh Divani, the Head of Data Science at Podcast. To begin, it would be great for each of the panelists to briefly introduce yourselves. Let's start with Nanhe. Uh, thank you, Pearly. Uh, my name is Nanhe Gupta, and I work at GulfNet Singapore as AI Chief Data Scientist. Uh, GulfNet is a Japanese multinational company. It's a 25 years old company. Uh, our global headcount is 200 plus. Uh, we cater to a very niche domain. Uh, we provide ICT solution to retail chain store. We not only provide a software solution, but also hardware as well as network solution. Uh, in Japan, we have our own data center as well as customer support center uh, in Japan. Uh, I joined GulfNet uh, in 2017. Uh, my role in GulfNet is to manage the development of AI solution. And over the last couple of years, we have developed multiple AI solutions such as employee rostering engine, uh, machine learning model for sales and customer visit forecast, and chatbot. Uh, our plan is to expand uh, our business in other parts of Asia, and for that, we will continue to develop uh, some innovative solutions, of course, leveraging AI, sol AI solution, AI technologies. Great. Arvesh, would you like to go next? Hi, thanks for me. So, I'm Urvesh. I'm head of data science at Podcast. Um, I have over eight years of experience in tech industry and have worked on various data science projects across network security, uh, still manufacturing, airline supply chain, and social media domain. Uh, in my current role at Podcast, we, uh, we generally develop SaaS product uh, of cargo flows and demand forecasting. We have been working with top freight forwarders, manufacturers, cargo carriers to deliver value through data-driven solutions. Um, and as someone who is constantly seeking to stay up to date with latest development AI, I'm excited to join this podcast. Perfect. Lastly, we have Jatin. Hey, thanks, Pauli. Uh, hi, my name is Jatin. I'm the founder and CEO of DQ. Uh, we are a unified platform uh, focusing on data observability and data governance and we heavily rely on AI models to identify all the anomalies across data warehouse and helping data scientists to improve the model. Overall, I have 16 years of experience across uh, data engineering and data science. Uh, and yeah, I've also worked across multiple startups and corporates to set up their data function or transition to the modern data stack. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's really great to have you guys on the call with me today. So obviously, let's just start the podcast. Today, we hear a lot of buzzwords like AI, machine learning, deep learning, which brings us to the first question. What exactly is artificial intelligence and how is it different from machine learning and deep learning? Okay, uh, AI is a very broad term. Uh, 
any computer or machine which mimics the human cognitive behavior, we call it an AI. Uh, now to achieve that, uh, we use some tool and machine learning is that tool by which we achieve the AI. And deep learning is one of that, uh, basically machine learning is a set of, you can uh, consider as a set of algorithm. And deep learning is one of the algorithm which is based on a neural network, which is a class of algorithm. So if you try to see uh, the relationship uh, in terms of Venn diagram, uh, we can consider a big circle, which is AI. And inside this big circle, we can draw another circle, which is a machine learning. And inside this machine learning circle, we can draw another circle, which is a deep learning. Now, deep learning is very much popular nowadays. Uh, over the last couple of years, it has given very promising result. But apart from deep, deep learning, there are many other algorithms, uh, which are also doing very good, uh, just to mention that uh, reinforcement learning uh, is one of the algorithm which is giving a very good result. Uh, reinforcement learning is a bit different than uh, uh, other other set of algorithm in terms of machine learning. In machine learning, uh, we use a lot of data, but in reinforcement learning, we do not use data, whereas the system itself learn by trial and error. There's a reward system. If something goes good, it will be rewarded. And if something is not good, it will. So it will automatically over the period of time, it will learn. So I just wanted to add one more reinforcement learning in that. So uh, AI, machine learning and deep learning or reinforcement learning, these are all quite related to that, as I said. So just, just reading what Nani said. So, uh, just true definition of AI is just ability of any machine to perform any task which is human-like, uh, like any learning, problem-solving, decision-making, or uh, natural language understanding. Uh, like Nanes said, deep learning is kind of subset of machine learning. Uh, so machine learning is a way to train any uh, train a machine to uh, on, on the historical data so that it can it can perform a specific task. Uh, so it is kind of a weak AI. And there is another type of AI, which is general AI, which is something that uh, we are still trying to achieve, right? It's not, uh, we haven't achieved general AI yet. Um, so machine learning is kind of weak AI and deep learning is some part of subset of machine learning, which we use to do a bit more complex tasks uh, using different complex architecture. So just to give an example, we can have a very simple machine learning algorithm that uses basic features from the images to classify cats and dogs. Uh, now, if you want to go of, uh, one level deeper and identify the breeds also of, uh, of these objects, uh, going a bit uh, more deeper, then we would use deep learning to uh, achieve the same result. So that's the difference between uh, deep learning and machine learning. But ultimately, it's, uh, deep learning is just part of machine learning. Yeah. Uh, so I guess from my side, uh, AI is more... Uh, is actually giving like a human intelligence to the system uh, in terms of whether it is recognizing patterns or analyzing information. Uh, and as rightly pointed out by Nanhe that uh, machine learning and deep learning, they actually both subset of AI, which is totally correct. Uh, so if I just try to separate out the uh, machine learning from deep learning point of view, 
machine learning is more on the techniques or algorithms uh, what is used. Uh, just to give an example, some of the stock price prediction or even inventory prediction could be done leveraging machine learning. And vis-a-vis, -vis, if you look at deep learning, uh, so deep learning is actually mimicking a lot of uh, human brain where it actually takes care of the neural net, what we have within our brain. And so basically, and, and the reason why it is done that because it does all the complex study of uh, the, all the patterns and, and also come up with a task. So uh, in, to give an example of deep learning in a very simple terms, if you give an image to the system, it can actually tell you whether it is an image of a dog or cat or car. Uh, having said that, the same information needs to be trained uh, on, on, the, on the set, which is why they can actually mimic all the information. So yeah, that's, that's in a very nutshell uh, distinguish between machine learning, deep learning, and, and the broader AI as a term. Everyone, this is really helpful and there are really great explanations of AI, ML, and deep learning. So moving on, um, findings from the 2021 McKinsey Global Survey uh, indicates that AI adoption continues to rise steadily. 56% of all respondents report AI adoption in at least one function, up from 50% in 2020 in their business. With AI being such a dominating function in tech, I would love to hear more from you guys. Why artificial intelligence is rising in popularity today, in your opinion? And why is everyone talking about it? Uh, I think in the last 10 years, we have seen a lot of improvement in AI uh, and it is improving in exponentially. It is improving. Uh, we have seen a lot of innovative solutions, as Janina said, like face recognition or image recognition, a lot of which we are currently using a lot in our day-to-day -day businesses but if you just take a step back and try to see what is the uh, environment which has given a rise to this artificial intelligence so i would say that two uh, factor which has given rise to artificial intelligence what we are seeing today first is the cost of computing has drastically reduced over the period of time just to give a uh, example like uh, the computing power of our smartphone today we are using it's much much you know powerful than the computers which nasa had used 50 years back to land a you know astronaut over the moon so that that the cost of computing has drastically reduced and the second thing is the availability of the large data now it is a lot of data are there and According to one estimate uh, that we are generating 2.5 quintillion byte of data. That is a huge data. Uh, every day we are generating. And uh, over the last two years, okay, we have generated 90% of the data which we have as of now. So I think these are the two important factors. One is the low cost of computing and the, uh, the data set. Uh, which is available that has given rise to the uh, uh, that uh, the AI power which we are seeing today. And I think uh, recently, I think uh, in November we have seen uh, Chat GPT. I think most of you are aware of that. Okay, it's a kind of a chatbot which you ask. Have you tried anyone? Have you tried? 
you try any question and it will give an answer it's amazing it's like a toy for me so so and uh, i read somewhere that it took almost a uh, one year to train a model for that chatbot and in terms of uh, cost it took around 5 million dollar uh, as been spent on the computing uh, over the one years so i think as i said these are the two factor which has given which acts like a fertile to grow this artificial intelligence what we are seeing today yeah uh, uh, agree with nane on um, why uh, tech industry people in the tech industry at large would be uh, interested in ai recently uh, mostly advancement in technology and also increase in availability of the data uh, and then uh, willingness to adopt ai in different businesses because now it is possible uh, and on the other side um, for the general public who would want to use the solutions or ai they get interested in this um, based on some uh, famous things like chat gpt uh, they see autonomous vehicles um, they get interested in deep fake images and videos where you could generate cool profile pictures uh, and all those stuff so that's how they get interested in uh, using these solutions and ai which is more consumer facing yeah so my my perspective is uh, is quite similar and i guess that's the reason you know uh, when when nane and urvesh talked about ai uh, i'm sure most of the guys know that first uh, neural network model was written in 1950s right uh, but i guess the lack of computational power uh, actually and it was very costly at that time i mean of course even early 90s it was it was very costly to even uh, train a model even deploy a model so the evolution of uh, the digital transformation across the last uh, two decades and you know thanks to the cloud players like amazon uh, google and microsoft most of the companies have moved to cloud and they know exactly how to store more and more data and because of that uh, most of the companies are trying to have a competitive edge across the across the competition/industries and today if you talk about any company they want to of course reduce the cost and improve the revenue which is nothing but efficiencies across the department now what is happening is because we have the computational power we have the right technology in place uh, people are leveraging on whether it is self driving cars like tesla which came across that's again heavily relying on uh, ai and slash deep learning model and you see i also personally have witnessed lot of uh, evolution in the healthcare industry where uh, there are companies who are helping the doctors to uh, identify patterns early stage uh, which it was not possible almost a couple of decades ago so i would say because of technology adoption across the companies and industries uh people are now willing to invest further on ai capabilities and which is why you also see lot of jobs coming across in data science and data engineering uh, well, I, just, i just want sorry to interrupt i, I just want to add what jatin has said it remind me of my college days when i used to use a uh, floppy uh, disk okay so one floppy disk if people are laughing it can store like uh, more than 1 1 mb of uh, of data and and if you take a picture of uh, from your smartphone it can take uh, like 
nowadays a smartphone can take 100 mb of uh, images so which is like if you have take one picture you need almost like 100 floppy disks to store that data but i used to have like 10 or 15 floppy disks which has i used to store all my project uh, details in that 10 to 15 floppy disk but now you can access like uh, terabytes of data from your phone thanks to the this cloud services which we have which we can have in access you can access terabytes of data on your mobile phone yeah so that's amazing i never thought of when i was studying Yeah. yeah, thank you so much, Nanhe and everyone, you know, for sharing, um, you know, how uh, AI has changed over the years. And obviously, you know, uh, next question would be, how do you think the perception of AI has changed over the years as well? Okay, so uh, my perception has changed, definitely changed over the years. So I started working on AI, uh, I think, in more than eight years, seven to eight years. And initially, uh, my perception was that, you know, uh, the AI in, in the short term. So in the short term, when I mean like 10 to 15 years or 20 years, my perception was that the AI will automate, uh, you know, the routine work which humans do. and human will be doing in the next 10 to 15 years this creative work like you know music writing poetry writing all those thing but in the last i think one or two years we have seen that ai is penetrating that creative domain uh, we can hear that uh, we have seen the news that uh, ai is writing uh, music creating a music uh now that chat gpt it can write an essay okay which is a threat to the how we grade our student because most of the homework can be done by by chat uh, gpt so uh, definitely my perception has changed and uh, now it is entering to the uh, creative domain and uh, i am bit uh, i would say my perception has not changed but is a evolved okay and uh, over the last couple of years especially the last one years i i feel i'm i'm super excited about the potential which ai brings to the humanity but at the same time i am bit uh, worried and the worry is not because of the job loss which i think you know inevitably is going to happen okay but over the long uh, term over the long run i think there could be a threat and the threat could be due to this self awareness of this ai system it may sound which sounds science fiction but uh, we as a human do not know how our brain works okay and so it is a kind of a unknown territory where we are going and what i think we need to be little bit cautious so i think some kind of a regulation is required i'm talking about long term so when i say long term maybe more than 10 15 20 years but in the short term i do not see any threat i see uh, you know uh, it will create a lot of benefits to the uh, mankind now uh, for me um, since i work mostly with uh, enterprises in my experience um, the way i've seen them adopting to machine learning and ai being open to 
um, use the solution. Um, the use in the consumer-facing product generally comes first, and you see that AI is being used uh, everywhere in autonomous vehicle. But uh, for businesses and enterprises to start using it into their daily flow, um, that is what I've seen. Like uh, it, that is where I've seen increase in the usage with enterprises uh, for the daily operations, daily flow. They have started integrating machine learning. Uh, they have been open to it. They have been trusting the data that is being generated. Um, not seeing it as a threat or job loss um so that that is a positive outcome um, i have personally observed um on broader side uh, with recent solutions um th- there are definitely some ethical considerations as well uh where um something like chat gpt there were so many examples where you know chat gpt was giving very biased answers uh and the answers that uh, are dependent on the data which itself is biased um so those things would still be there but at large i think um, it is still positive that we are moving in that direction uh, but yeah this ethical considerations uh, kind of putting different thresholds uh, to mitigate different threats uh, and then wrong outcomes would still like come up gradually uh, requirement for that would come up gradually yeah so i guess uh, from my side it's slightly different right i totally agree with uh, nanya and urvesh that uh, ai is definitely growing in a much faster or exponential rate and definitely requires someone to do a checks and balances uh, but uh, if you look at from a business point of view uh, i i will take a case study here uh, from amazon right uh, when whenever you actually sort of people used to upload their uh, catalogs or products Uh, there were almost a team of 300 to 400 people writing descriptions or summarizing the product what ai at that time did was automatically generate the text right which we call today generative text uh, but nowadays now because of that success amazon didn't require 300 people right instead of that they just required 10 people uh, and other businesses started seeing the success that hey with the ai solution or machine learning solution i can actually save tons of money right and because of that kind of awareness and as i just rightly pointed out previously that the the computational power the technology uh, and today if you ask most of the data scientists slash machine learning expert we spend tons of time on understanding the pattern rather than writing the data model and thanks to the development across on the on the on the technologies that so these things are helping us to adopt faster drive faster fail faster right because earlier i'm sure nanya and urvesh will agree to me writing one model used to take months but nowadays we write tons of model we do ab testing and we can move faster so that we can showcase the results to the business guys much faster right and when we showcase results business starts investing in that right and that is the perception change i would say from the business side like 10 years back i had written my first model in an xml and to convince the management it took me few days to get them uh, a green check saying that we should deploy this but today by default everyone wants to leverage on ai to save the cost and also to increase the valuation right so let's accept that so that's that's i would say from a business angle the perception has changed a lot definitely it has helped the data team and the data experts uh, from a computational and technology point of view of course there needs to be some regulations in future 
but yeah, we'll see as the development comes across. Uh, we know ChatGPT is one of the most strongest model and amazing stuff it can produce. But again, it has its own challenges, right? So even if you put on ChatGPT, who won FIFA World Cup, it won't be able to answer that. The good part is it's not connected to the internet, right? Uh, so yeah, there are some pros and cons there. Uh, so we just have to be very, very cautious. Uh, but I guess overall, the perception has definitely changed. Everyone wants to adopt and everyone wants to jump the ship on of AI, right? So that's that's my perspective. One, so personally, I myself am a big fan of ChatGPT. I use it every day for work and also for leisure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it certainly seems like we are all very excited about the endless possibilities with artificial intelligence. So what kind of innovations and development in AI do you think we can expect in the coming years? So in the coming years, I think uh, uh, the efficient, uh, the algorithm will be definitely more efficient. Okay, we are seeing uh, deep learning, reinforcement learning, and maybe some other, there may be some different paradigm shift, okay, a different way of, you know, computing uh, as we uh, progress. Uh, but one thing, one field I'm really uh, looking forward is AGI, what Urvis has said. Uh, so in AGI, we have an example of AGI is like uh, chat GPT. And uh, as I said, uh, it takes a lot of time to create a model. Okay. And not many companies, okay, uh, have this time and money to create those kind of uh, model. So what I think in over, I think our research is going on so that uh, this base model, okay, like for example, like chat, uh, chat GPT, a base model, a big company like Google or OpenAI, which is uh, backed by Microsoft, they can create or release this uh, general base model and a company like us, a smaller company or some startup, Okay, they can create their own specific model. For example, like a, a startup company which provides some legal services. Okay, they can add some different knowledge. Okay, uh, on top of that base model and create some innovative solution. So I think in the field of AGI, there will be definitely some innovation. And but AGI, as I said, it requires a lot of data and it takes a lot of computational power and data. Uh, so kind of a layered model we can see in future and i really look forward to use uh, this kind of a uh, base model and and which we can create in in our own company at gulfnet um, for me i would like to um, link it to what uh, uh, jatin was talking about previously that most of the technology and models are going to be democratized over the period of time it it all they already are so most of the time um, people spend is on data, uh, like getting the data and applying the same technology and model on data and more so as we move forward to general AI. Uh, so one of the field I'm quite uh, interested, uh, like I'm quite curious about is healthcare. So we have seen recently there are many startups who have started, who have just started collecting the data about how your body behaves, uh, something around, um, there, there are sensors available where you can track your uh, track your glucose, you can track your heart rate variability. And as we collect more and more such data, uh, the AI can play potentially a huge role in kind of a way of biohacking your own self. So analysis of genetic data, 
uh, development of personalized nutrition plans, um, different drug discovery. So that's a there is, there is a huge potential of using AI once we have uh, collected a decent amount of data, uh, and that could apply to different other fields also um, in finance also. Uh, how we can do efficient allocation of money, which is kind of predicting the stock market, which is the most difficult problem. I would say uh, it's one of the most difficult problems to solve, uh, where you can't predict how how the market would behave. Uh, but ultimate goal of predicting the market or investing in the market is efficient allocation of money. Uh, so that that could be easily solved by AI uh, as we have more and more data becoming available. Yeah. So I guess. Uh... From 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 my perspective, uh, the way things have been changing, or what will actually change in future, is I guess things will be much more smarter in a very broad terms. Uh, we'll have more and more things which is automated. So today we have Alexa at home, or you have your Siri, you know, across on your phone. They will be much more smarter. Uh, so that means that means you will have more understanding of language in a very human form. Uh, and at the same time, I also see a lot of automation taking place. Right. So today there are tons of things which is already automated, but it is not smarter. And because these systems are getting smarter day by day, uh, you will see all the automation coming into picture. I would actually, I have seen a lot of advancement in, of course, what Urvesh mentioned in healthcare, but one of the things which is upcoming and, and I see a lot of progress happening across in the agri-tech uh, sort of industry where it is helping farmers to intelligently plant or seed and when do they, what is the right time to cultivate uh, and even uh, using image recognition they can identify which are the better sort of uh, food, uh, which is like the worst quality. So they can actually segregate uh, different quality or different ratings for their uh, for their sort of fruits or vegetables, you can say. Now, uh, having said that, uh, is is it's not about people losing job. It's all about pe making people more intelligent, uh, ensuring that there are new kind of jobs upcoming, uh, like. I would say five to 10 years back, we didn't have any uh, machine learning of ops guy, right? But nowadays we do require machine learning ops guy. Uh, with that, there will be a lot of new jobs which is upcoming in a different segment, in a different industries, uh, which will be powered through AI. And that's something which I'm very excited about uh, in, in coming years. Wow, all these, yeah, sorry, please go ahead. I just want to add one point which uh, Jatin and Urvesa said. Uh, AI is going to have a very tremendous, uh, you know, impact on the healthcare, especially in the drug discovery and testing phase. Currently, when a medicine or drug is created, it takes almost like ten years. It goes under various uh, trials and uh, trial phases, and also discovery of a new drug. It takes a lot of time. So I think using this machine learning. Already it is in the research phase and it will drastically going to shorten this, uh, you know, the discovery of new drug and this effectiveness. Well, thank you. That's really insightful. Now I'm really fascinated and can't wait for what the future might hold. All right, we will leave it here as that's all the time we have for today. I want to take this opportunity to thank all the speakers for providing their insights and knowledge to this topic. And thank you everyone for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.